0: Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. In this episode, I'm joined by a very old friend. Now, that doesn't mean she's old, it means we've been friends for a long time. Um, Dee Patney, the queen of LinkedIn, in my humble opinion. Um, Welcome to Empire Builders Podcast.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. My full old self. Yes. You're not a century old now. No. (laughs) Yes, yes. I know I don't look it. But yeah, I'm excited to be here. This is a good year for me uh, to be uh, on, uh, on your podcast. How long have we known each other? So the last count, I think it's 18 years. So 2004 was when we met. It's kind of because of you that I entered the world of personal development. So I kind of blame you. There's, there's two other people involved, but you were definitely one of them.
0: Elaborate. I'm sure our audience would love to know what that means. <laughs>
1: So I remember um, attending an, an Andy Harrington event, a friend of both of ours. It was a free event where we broke boards and all sorts of things. And then he sold the three-day, it was called Fire Your Desire in those days. So it was a Tony Robbins type event. Um, and it was you at that free event. It was my uncle took me to that event and it was actually you. I thought, let me go. You seem the friendliest there. So I thought, let me just go and ask.
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's a compliment or uh a, a dig at the other people that were there but I'll take it
1: take it take it um and uh, yes yeah, so I approached you to to uh to see why I should do it and then uh, you gave me your version I still didn't buy there I then went home and Tosin hounded me um over the phone and I eventually uh, bought tickets clearly not for myself because I didn't need any Personal development. I bought it for my friend. <laughs> it's not. No, I mean you, you're
0: perfect. And <laughs> I was perfect. Everyone's perfect. And then when I came I'm to interested.
1: the event, you were my team leader. So there you go.
0: I remember. I remember. Yeah, there you go. So there were a few of us that were involved, but um, but yeah, that was 18 years ago, and yeah, um, of course, you know, we've we've become very good friends since, and done lots of work, lots of projects together. Yeah. etc. And the um, I guess the frame for this uh, episode is that, um, as I said, Dee is the go-to person for our community, the Expert Empires community, when it comes to all things LinkedIn. So Dee has spoken on stage at Expert Empires. She's also worked with many of our Mastermind members. Um, Full transparency, full disclosure, I don't really use LinkedIn. Now, I'm on LinkedIn. I have a profile. I have people who are connected with me on LinkedIn. But... Currently, we don't have a specific strategy for LinkedIn. We don't post content regularly. We're not really using it to build our business. Um, That said, I do believe that LinkedIn's a great platform and there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, And I also know that a lot of our clients who are, you know, coaches, consultants, experts, business owners, entrepreneurs, are using LinkedIn, some really well, some badly. And so I guess the reason... Um, for this episode of the podcast is to hopefully serve our community with some information that's current up to date in terms of what's working on LinkedIn. But maybe first of all, why, if you're not already using it like me, why you should. So um, I guess the first question is um, use me as like the guinea pig here. So, you know, I'm not, I don't class myself as a, a, a brilliant social media personality i don't you know i've not got huge following on any platform really you know we've got a bit of a following on instagram facebook bit of a following on linkedin um but i don't it's not really my my biggest strength um why do you think i like you can feel free to pitch me that <laughs> why should i be using linkedin um In addition to, I'm not going to stop using Facebook and Instagram are probably my primary two platforms. Why should I be using LinkedIn?
1: Okay, so first of all, um, I I totally agree with you in the sense that, you know, if you already use other platforms, doesn't mean you have to stop using them, uh, especially if they've been working for you. So why would you want to do that? Um, but here's, a, I'm going to take you back a little bit. Now, LinkedIn is a, is what I call a social networking site as opposed to a social media site. So think about how you have grown your own personal brand, Nick. I remember the stories that you've been talking about, that you tell us at Mastermind and the stories you tell from stage about how you used to network, you used to go where your people were in order to, you know, build your personal brand, build your expertise so that and used to have conversations with them, right? So they knew, right, this is what Nick does. If we want this done, let's go and speak to him. LinkedIn is that, but on a virtual stage. So what people, the perception, the old perception that people have, and rightly so, by the way, because I think LinkedIn kind of started out that way. First of all, it started out as a very elite platform, as in you had to have people's email addresses to even connect with them. So it it felt like it was a little bit like, you know, uh, snobbish and you couldn't go on it if you were in, in a business unless it was like a corporate. Then as they opened it up, people thought it was much more for corporates. And it was, and then the recruiters got their hands on LinkedIn, and it became a recruitment platform. And I know that because I spent about sixteen years in recru- in the recruitment industry. So when I was there, I was using it as a way to network. I wasn't just using it to go, "Oh my god, look, I've got this job. Come in, come and apply for it." So it is that on a digital stage. And given the fact that we already know that digital, if you you could be the best business, you could be the you could have the best service. You could have the best event that you run, Expert Empires, which is the best. Um, You could have all of those things, but if nobody knows it exists, what's the point? And digital platforms are there to help you be more visible. Now, why LinkedIn? Because like you said, you already use Facebook and Instagram and Facebook ads. LinkedIn, um, there are three statistics that I'm going to share with you here. and And I hope that those listening will get the power of this. First of all, Uh, Four out of five people on LinkedIn are actually decision makers. So they drive the decisions. Second, exposure on LinkedIn actually increases people's uh, purchase intent by 33%. And the third statistic is that um, a LinkedIn audience has twice the buying power Than an average web audience. So that's not just an average social media audience, that's an average web audience. So if you put those three that that those three statistics together, the question is, Nick, why would you not want to be on a platform where you're in front of a higher percentage of decision makers who have the buying power and By you just being on there in the right way, obviously, and effectively, their purchase intent will actually grow by another 33% because by not being on there, you're actually leaving money on the table. And that's what I say to a lot of my clients, plus the fact that it is the best organic platform. So we've got to put things into perspective. When you have Facebook ads, when you have Insta ads, TikTok ads, whatever it is, the instant gratification is there because you will get leads immediately. With LinkedIn, it's more about building relationships, and that's why you can get longer-term clients who are highly qualified who stay with you longer. Yeah. that's my that's my that's my case. <laughs>
0: a good case. It's a good case. Um, uh, what's interesting to me is um, you're right. What I've done very well over the years really is networked face-to-face with people, you know, in my early career at events. Um, you know, I've, I've done that consistently over time and wouldn't have been able to get, you know, the amazing speakers that I've been able to get for my events if I hadn't gone over there to the States in the main and, like, shook hands and looked into the whites of people's eyes and built a relationship. Um, and a lot of the speakers I now get are as a result of those connections many, many years ago, and then it's introductions and referrals and recommendations from the people that I met 10 and 15 years ago that are giving us um, the opportunities today. There's some really interesting stats there, which I was not aware of, and I'm sure many of the people um, listening, watching aren't aware of either. Um, I think the four out of five people on LinkedIn are decision makers. That's key. I know a lot of businesses suffer with like I'm speaking to somebody who's interested in purchasing my products or service, but they yeah. can't make the decision. Um, and the two times buying power, I think that's huge. You know, yeah. like what, what I read into that is that essentially they have, there um, and thereabouts double the disposable income, income, whether that's as an individual or as a company. Hey, real quick. If you've been listening to the Empire Builders podcast for any length of time, you'll know that I do not run ads on this podcast and what you should also know about me is that I only partner with companies who I absolutely 100% believe in and so I'm making an exception because of my partnership and my loyalty to keep. So since 2010, I've been using Keep, which was previously known as Infusionsoft to automate all the sales and marketing in my business, deliver world-class experience to my clients, run e-commerce reports, manage affiliates, partners and loads more. I really believe that Keep is the best CRM on the planet for small businesses, for entrepreneurs that are building their empire. Many of my guests on this podcast use it and pretty much all of my closest friends in the industry also use it. That should speak volumes So uh, Infusionsoft recently rebranded to KEEP, K-E-A-P, and what they've also done is brilliantly made it even more affordable, even more usable for Businesses that are at different stages of their journey. So go and get a free demo. All you need to do is go to keep.com, that's K E A P, keep.com forward slash empire builders. And by using that link, I've negotiated the best possible deal. For Empire Builders subscribers. So go to keep.com forward slash Empire Builders. You get a free demo. And when you go through that unique link, it means you'll get the best possible deal because you're a subscriber of this podcast. So let's get back to the show. One of my bugbears or dislikes about LinkedIn and it's probably not LinkedIn specific. It's probably social networks, social media specific. Um, but I do think LinkedIn probably is slightly worse for it in my experience. Um, is like people cold pitching you in your in your inbox, and so like I reached a point with LinkedIn where I had so many messages incoming, um, and most of them were complete rubbish. Um, that I kind of just went, I can't, I haven't got the time or the inclination to handle it, so I kind of moved away from it. Um, My business partner, and of course, um, somebody you know well, Matt Elwell, refers to these people who cold pitch you in your inbox on LinkedIn as, I won't use the exact word, but let's say it rhymes with bankers. LinkedIn (laughs) bankers, he calls them. Um, and, And these are people that are just cold messaging you, I'm sure, by the way. You experience it too. Um, Many of our listeners who have been on the platform do. Now, I I, I get it on Instagram as well, Um, albeit I don't know because I haven't used LinkedIn for a while, but the way that Instagram managed that and put it in a request folder is, in my experience, it's better than what it was on LinkedIn. So um, I guess my question is, what's your opinion on that? But also, how can we as people that want to use LinkedIn powerfully to do business, how can we utilize outreach, direct messages um, without being a, as Matt calls it, LinkedIn <laughs> banker. banker. <Yeah.
1: laughs> so it's interesting, isn't it? Cause um, I mean, uh, the, the, the 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 best answer would be Matt Elwell should be teaching those individuals how to sell better. Cause that's what uh, I've learned from him. Um, uh, and it is; it's true. Like there are, and it is. I, I definitely agree with you. It is worse on LinkedIn. Um, and what, what semi is semi-worst semi what, what? on Instagram? What,
0: However, what do you think it is what like you. You just said you agree it's worse on. Yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Why? I, I don't
1: really understand. So a couple of things. One is, um, it is a business platform. So it is a platform to do business on. Whereas Instagram and Facebook. Although there is a lot of business being done on there, it is first and foremost a social platform. So, yeah. therefore, if you have you know thousands and thousands of followers, you the, the percentage of people pitching to you will be slightly less. Nice. Whereas, uh, obviously, on LinkedIn, it's a business platform, so that's what they're all doing. They want to pitch their stuff. Um, and the reason there's two reasons why it's wrong or, or why it happens. One is the individuals who are pitching have clearly not had my training, Nick. So therefore, do not know how to do it properly. Uh, And second of all, the people who they are pitching to um, also need to change some elements of how they position themselves. So, um, you know, one of the ways that I, it's not that I don't get them, but I get them less. So there's always going to be people who come through. I get the ones where as soon as you connect with them, they send you a spammy message. So their next message will be one where they want to pitch to you. Those are the majority of the ones that I get. Um, so therefore, I've got to be a little bit more uh, mindful of maybe who I who I connect with. Um, but also, the reason I don't get so many is because the way that I've positioned my profile the way that I share my content, all of those things will then make a difference to how you appear and how you come across. So therefore, they're likely not to pitch you straight away, but want to do the relationship building. But there's still going to be people who use it ineffectively. And that's just because they don't know what they don't know.
0: Here's what I absolutely love about what you just said. Um, Essentially, what you just said is that you have to take responsibility for your own experience. on LinkedIn. And so I think me and many others would go, I'm getting these cold pitches in my inbox, and all the people selling them and sending them are basically dickheads. Um, And actually, I think what you've just said, but you said it in a lovely way, and I'm going to say it in a very blunt way, is if you're getting dickheads pitching you cold on LinkedIn, it might be time to look in the mirror and look at how you're using the platform to attract that,
1: Yeah, which um, which I think
0: is um, a great way of thinking about it. I've never thought about it that way before, but you know me and how I yeah. see the world and see business. Bizarrely, everywhere else, if I'm ever getting an experience that I don't like, I go, well, how am I creating it? But interestingly, I've never had to ask that question before, and I bet most of the people wouldn't. Um, And also
1: think about your positioning, because if you are getting those, there's also a different way to think about it for yourself. It's because you are positioned at at a certain level that they feel that they can pitch to you. And I'm going to give the example of the recent expert empires where Stephen Bartlett was on stage. Like if you hadn't put a kind of, you know, nice stop to it, there would have been a lot of people who stood up and pitched to him because of the status that he now has. And I think that, you know, the more positioning you have, you will have a little bit of that. Um, but but how you deal with it and how you decide or your team decides to monitor your connections and the connection requests that you go out and make, it'll make a difference.
0: Yeah. So, so for, for context, for those that weren't at Expert Empires, first of all, what are you doing if you weren't what there? What are you doing? Um,
1: but if you weren't there,
0: um, so Stephen Bartlett, um, was our headline speaker. I interviewed him on stage. And at the end of the slot, we opened up to the audience for questions. And like the first couple of people that got the mic to ask a question, basically just asked for something from him, whether, you know, to consider investing in their company or to have uh, him appear on their podcast, that kind of thing. And I had to go, hold on a minute, like this isn't actually serving the group. So, you know, please make the yeah. questions valuable. And I guess the same happens on LinkedIn or any other platform.
1: Yeah. I guess what you're
0: saying is the, the more profile or, or status you create for yourself, the more likely you are to be to be pitched. So um, I like the way you've turned that around, D, and made me see it as a good thing um, yeah. rather than a negative. And... I definitely accept the, the point and the feedback that if the experience you're getting isn't what you want, you have to take responsibility and ask,
1: how am I creating that? Yeah. So I really I mean, like- clients the clients that I've worked with, as soon as we've changed their profile and how they position themselves and the content that they put out, there was one lady who literally was like, all I keep doing is getting approached by recruiters. All I keep doing is getting approached. And she's a health and wellbeing coach. And literally the minute we stopped that, she was like, haven't had a haven't had an approach by a recruiter for God knows how long because so changed, it's just how you position yourself.
0: Changed her profile, how it looks and feels, the kind of content that she's distributing, and you change the outcome. Make, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So how would you then um, – that's really helpful in terms of preventing spam essentially coming to you. Um, how would you – funnily enough, just before we started recording here, you were telling me that you've just started a new – outreach campaign on LinkedIn for your, um, again, for everybody else, for your benefit. Part of Dee's business, not the whole, but part of it is essentially a LinkedIn agency. So um, she and her team manage the profiles of their clients for them. Um, So how, how do you, if what we see from a lot of people is how not to do it, what is the right way to do it? Like, how do you, use the function of being able to reach out to people through direct messages how do you do that on linkedin in a way that that feels good and gets a result
1: yeah so i mean first of all it all starts with your profile so when you get your profile you know re- rewritten or you write it yourself whichever way you want to go but get that profile so that it speaks to your ideal client. And so therefore, like when we talk about avatars, and we talk about avatars a lot in marketing, don't we? Uh, One of the things I always um, mention is it's not just who they are, but you've got to understand how they think. And that really comes from the NLP training that we've done, all of that kind of stuff, really understanding their psychology. So when you can understand the language, because you've got to meet your clients where they are. So when your profile actually mention certain words that resonate with your client because remember you're like two three five ten steps ahead of them so rather than talk from where you are you've got to go back or understand where they're coming from so that it, that resonates with your client more because when they come to your profile they go oh that she understands me or he gets me he gets what i'm going through and the other thing is keyword optimization because LinkedIn and Google—longer story—but they're kind of almost in bed together. So LinkedIn are considered an authority domain, which means that Google, you know, even if people are searching for you outside of LinkedIn in Google, if your profile is optimized, your content is optimized, then as they as they put your, you know, your your job title, whatever it is, in Google, it'll be your LinkedIn that will come up first. So that's the first part. Then the second part is really content and outreach in terms of conversation. So I always talk about connections, content, conversations, and then conversions. That is really the kind of four-step process. So, you know, what you put in, you get out. We talk about this when we talk about Infusionsoft and Keep and all of those kind of programs that that Those tools are only as good as what you put in. And it's the same with LinkedIn. You've got to start a conversation. Networking is about a two-way street. And so, therefore, the things to do are get your profile done and then put really good content out and then search for the people that you want to search for. Because you're always going to get people wanting to connect with you, but you've also got to search for people that you want to connect with. Um, Look at their content have conversations with them on their content, post on their, you know, put an opinion out there. And then, um, you know, in either invite them to connect uh, through the DMs in a great way, voice note and audio notes are one of the best things to use on LinkedIn because nobody else is using them enough. So you come across really different. Connection just via, I mean, we've known that from the pandemic, right? Just connection virtually is so much better. Um, to, to 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 see each other and hear each other. Social audio has taken a massive, massive leap uh, with not just podcasts, but things like Clubhouse and now LinkedIn Audio. So you want to use all of those um, strategies to be able to, um, you know, be more known and grow your personal brand. And I think that's the thing. It's about growing your personal brand and positioning. And it sounds like a lot, Nick. It sounds like, gosh, how am I going to do that? I can see your face already. But the truth is, is if you if you effectively diarize it and you get used to it and you're consistent, you don't have to do it every day. Two or three times a week is the minimum that I would say. And there, and obviously, if you've got more time, you can do it. Um, or you can get somebody to do it for you. And that's one of the things that we've, you know, I really took, you know, there are a lot of done for you. Um, agencies out there for LinkedIn, but none of them had the content piece and the content pieces like the second most important part of LinkedIn after the profile. So we, what we did was we, we looked at all the things that were missing that maybe people felt overwhelmed or too busy because, you know, they're more, they're being more strategic in their business and they know that they need to be on there, but they can't, they just don't have the time. So we put all of those three things together, the content, the outreach and the conversations.
0: Yeah, what, I'm, what I'm hearing, what really stood out to me um, from what you've just said is that essentially before you start direct messaging people, you've got to put in a bit of groundwork. You've got to, you know, if you start commenting on their content, um, then in my head, as you were talking, I was just running through how this would work. And I went, well, let me imagine. First of all, let me imagine that I'm actually using the platform. That would be a good start, wouldn't it? But like, let's say I would put out, you know, regular content, and there's somebody who I don't know, but they seem to be engaging in that content and asking questions, and I'm answering those questions in the comments. Now, if that person voice notes me in my inbox, the lot of whom are responding to, that, that's fairly high. Yeah. Whereas if they'd sent me a connection request and then sent me a direct pitch, I'm never going to reply to that. No. So what I'm hearing is, look, the fact is, it's an investment of time and energy, of course. Um, but in doing that, you pave the way for um, more effective outreach, more effective
1: conversations that can, in turn, lead to conversions. So yeah, that, will, that will actually lead to conversions, not even a can. It will definitely lead to conversions as long as you – because it's, it's just going back to the human element, isn't it, Nick? It's yeah. just like this is how we used to do it before, um, and now it, something like LinkedIn has made the world smaller – You know, now I am friends with, you know, people in the States I would never have been connected to people who like there's a gentleman who knows people on the board of LinkedIn in the States. Mm. So every time I'm interacting with him, either he's helping me out, he's pushing my newsletters and content out there, which means I'm getting closer to the people that I want to get closer to. So there's all of those elements. It just has made the world smaller. So,
0: so Dee, you've, you've spoken about content quite a bit. Um, I'd be interested um, for, my own, um, for my own reference, but also for those that are listening. Um, what type of content seems to be working best right now on LinkedIn in terms of reach, engagement? Like, are we, are we saying video or images or articles, long form, written content, short form written content? Like what tends to get
1: the best reach and the best engagement? Okay, so great question, Nick. Um, one of the things that um, – let me go to a more techie side first in terms of the algorithms. So what the algorithms are saying currently at the time that this was recorded, uh, what the algorithms, algorithms are saying is that they, um, the longer people spend on your content, the more LinkedIn will push it. So it's based on dwell time, how long they dwell on your content. So whether that be carousel uh, posts or you know a video because they're going to watch the video, et cetera, or whether it's simply a long copy text post, um, it's all about how engaging that is. Um, and there's a, a gentleman called Marcus Murphy who sits on the board for LinkedIn, and he mentioned that the truth is, as long as your content is engaging, and it's it's sticky enough for your ideal target market, then it doesn't matter the length or the type of content is it is. But based on a technical point, LinkedIn are very much on let's push the 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 posts that are. Um, you know, that where, where people are spending more attention. Now, well, there
0: see, are- it, make, it makes sense though that if you're only posting short content, you're not really giving people the chance to have a high dwell time. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. So, you know, if it's a written post it's a one liner, how yeah. long is somebody going to sit there rereading the same line? Same like,
1: line, exactly. Or
0: how many times is somebody going to watch a 10 second or 15 second video clip? Yeah. So, essentially, Therefore, within reason, of yes. course the longer the content the more opportunity there is for someone to dwell on it
1: yeah exactly so that's why for example videos um the, the optimum time at the moment on videos on linkedin is about 90 seconds so any but anything up to about 2 minutes is good uh, long copy text it's all about how it's laid out as well to the eye if you're bunching it up into big paragraphs etc people are going to go oh that's too much and not read it at all but long copy text posts work. In fact, LinkedIn increased their count from 2,000. I think it was a 2,600 to 3,000 just on the um, on the text copy.
0: Here's what but I would... The reason I was smiling when you were talking about the long copy and the way it's laid out, I've been talking about this for 15 years, probably, whereby, you know, people... Oh, I always, you know, Dave, you've been around me a lot, you know, I love long copy. I yeah. write a lot of long-form posts on Facebook or yeah. long-form pages um, to sell tickets to our events, things like that. Um, and, you know, I always get people saying, oh, don't like long copy. I'm like, yeah, but the fact is you read if it's good you read it and if you read it you're more likely to make a decision
1: yeah um, exactly but the
0: key is having it laid out correctly so what's interesting to me is what worked and like i said i've been studying this for probably 15 years what worked 15 years ago by the way is the same thing that worked 50 years ago when it yeah. came to written content um newspaper adverts yeah. or direct mail pieces that have been around for forever yeah um, what worked there It's the same thing that you're telling me is working now on LinkedIn. It's funny. how The the what works doesn't really change. It's just where it works that changes. Where it
1: works. And I, I mean, I remember being at an event with you, Nick, at one point, and I think it was Topher Morrison who was like... I think he was one of the first people, wasn't it? That was like, I don't like long copy. But then when he worked with you, he was just like, oh, my God, it's been a game changer. And I remember being at that event where he was talking about it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, yeah, I think yeah. about newspapers, you know, they have a really good headline, then a really good sub headline. And the way I look at it, and you can correct me if, I, if, you're, if I'm wrong, because I know that you are way better at this than I. But one of the things I learned from, you know, uh, people like yourself and marketing mentors is like the the headline is there for them to want to read the next line okay. the next line so i always say to my clients with the with linkedin you get three lines before you see the little see more click button to open up the rest of the post so your headline should make them want to click on that see more button the image that you put with your post should make them want to read your headline then when they click the See More button, the next paragraph should make them want to read the next paragraph after that. So rather than think, oh, how are they going to buy my product right at the end, think about the steps that you want to take them through within each paragraph. And that's how you can make it more exciting as well. Yeah,
0: that makes a lot of sense. So um, video, ideally 90 seconds to two minutes, um, long form posts, spread laid out, yeah. and the image, Sells the headline. The headline sells the first few lines. Those sell.
1: Click the see more button. Yeah. The
0: rest of the post. Yeah. Um,
1: and also, there are you know one of the things that LinkedIn are doing is they they're very much encouraging its users to be the content creators. So they they've got lots of initiatives running, etc. But that's why they've they've been one of the um, one of the platforms that have really they do take a little bit long and it's a bit bitty when they launch new elements so like linkedin audio they've now launched but they went through a massive big beta phase and not everybody had it um they're actually launching carousel posts now relaunching them um so that you can use both video and images on the same carousel post and obviously linkedin newsletters have uh, at the start of this year took took everything by storm so there are some key if you, you know if you if you're a creator and you have to have creator mode on, LinkedIn audio, LinkedIn lives, LinkedIn newsletters, and all of these new uh, content tools will be available to you.
0: And, and what about um, do's and don'ts when it comes to maximising reach? So you know, I know on a lot of other platforms, if you do a post with a link that goes external to your website or to a landing page, that's a bit of a don't. It's going to throttle your reach um what are the do's and don'ts on linkedin in terms of let's face it the chances are at some point we want to take people off linkedin to do business so what's
1: the best way to do that yeah great question i love this question um so uh On your profile, they are now putting, um, there's two elements. There's a link that you can actually add in right at the top of your profile, which can take them to a lead magnet. So rather than just put a website link, and this is actually on your profile, you, you know, add in a link that will take them to a lead magnet, a webinar, something that will bring them into your ecosystem. So they've re- recently launched that probably about four months ago. I think it was maybe a bit longer. They've got something called a featured section. So I use this featured section to put a lot of um, potential links. So I've got, I use score app thanks to you guys. Um, you know, my quiz goes on there. I, you know, I have low cost. I have um, free lead magnets. I have my, so I've got loads of little links that they they can see directly off the featured section. So even when I was speaking on the Expert Empire stage, I was I obviously had the link to you know um, sell tickets. So I would put that link in there. So there's loads of things that you can do with on your profile. Now here's the thing: most platforms, including LinkedIn, like you said, they didn't like links in your posts. But LinkedIn have added something which you can only do by with your phone. By the way, at the moment is that when you add a picture or a video into your post, you can add a link into that picture or profile. And that's something new that they've actually begun. So, And that won't affect reach? That won't affect reach because they've added it themselves. So um, now what I always say is, you know, don't go mad. Don't have every single picture with a link on it. Um, but, you know, use it in a smart way. Yeah, nice. Most-
0: interesting
1: yeah so there's Um, lots of little things like that happening which um which makes linkedin a much more nicer and exciting platform to be on
0: yeah well and ultimately you know you said at the start the the platform was designed for people to do business together yeah Um, it's a social networking platform um not a social media or um uh, i guess a social platform in that sense so you know, having features like that make it, make it a lot more user friendly for yeah. people who are using it for that purpose that want to do business. Um, very good. What are some of the uh, mistakes you see people making? Like, what are the don'ts that people are doing in common, like in terms of their content, what they're doing, yeah. You're going, that
1: is just not going to work? So, first of all, lack of consistency. Yeah. Um, You know, it, I mean, it's no secret, is it like anything you do in life, if you're consistent at it, it gets better. So ha- it's a lack of consistency, posting once a week and then not posting again for another few months, etc. That's how, definitely, how often do you
0: post in your opinion? How often
1: do I post? Well, how anyway, often
0: do you post in your opinion? Yet?
1: Um, So three times you should post a minimum of two to three times. I say three to my clients. A week. For, for for better consistency i post anywhere between three and six times a week a week yeah yeah a week yeah so um so that's one of the big um uh because it because think about it, it it takes a while for you to become consistent and for you to you know get get into the groove and then the minute that you are away for a you know a few months or a month or two, it, the, the, it, it drops down at a much faster speed in terms of because the way the algorithms work, they go, ah, you know what we will be expecting a a, a post from D at some point today. Uh, and then they don't get anything, then they don't get anything for the next day and then they, they don't get anything for the next day and then they go, ah, I don't think she's posting that regularly. We'll ignore her. yeah, yeah. so the, that it works that way. So that's one of the big mistakes, lack of consistency. Um, only putting promotional posts up. So when you do post, all you do is post about um, a product or service that you have and you've not given any value whatsoever. Mm. So the percentage is usually around 20, 80. So 80% value, 20% promotional. And then the other mistake actually is the opposite of that, where people don't ask at all. Um, where you've got to be able to ask for the sale or let people know what you do, because unless they know what you do, how will they know to come to come up to you and ask you about it? So definitely ask for the sale, have a call to action in your posts um, so that people know where to go next. So there's various different things like that. So, yeah, those are some of the biggest mistakes. I mean, one mistake is just not having conversations, you know, like comment on your Comments so people who comment on your posts comment on their comments and make sure the comment is more than five words because otherwise LinkedIn won't see it as a comment. If you're just putting a thumbs up or a um you know a thanks, it doesn't really count. So, therefore, again, the algorithms work against you.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, already like there's so much you've <laughs> explained in the last like just in the last 10 15 minutes, um, about the specific like how the algorithm works, like each comment should be five words, or it doesn't see it, and um, having uh, a link in each video, each image, and the balance between content and pitch. I, I think, I know you said, you know, ask for the sale, um, but equally that could just be tell people what to do next. It doesn't need yeah. to go here and buy something. It could equally just be, hey, you know, the next step is um, drop me a DM or comment below or go here to get this free thing
1: or it could equally be go here and buy Um, yeah and there's a little bell there's a little bell that's on your profile which you won't see on your own profile (laughs) but one of the things again i'm going to say at the time of this recording um people can go you can actually ask people to click that bell on your profile so that they're notified every time you create content
0: yeah, so that that will increase the amount of people that see your stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, that might be your call to action on everything. Just yeah,
1: go, on, on everything, you,
0: yeah. You finally if you, you want, want to
1: see more content out. like this, yeah. Go, and, yeah, go and hit the bell.
0: Nice. Um, what can people do if they either want you to manage their LinkedIn for them, which I know you do, or they want to learn more from you? You've given us a really good... I I guess a good showcase here, a good uh, set of examples of the sort of things we should be doing. Um, What's the best way for people to contact you, connect with you, and explore working with you? Uh,
1: Well, obviously, LinkedIn is a really good place. So, I would would hope so.
0: I would hope so. Yes,
1: (laughs) you would hope so. Uh, Danita Patney, I am on Instagram and and all of those other uh, uh, platforms as well. So, yeah, absolutely, send me a message. Look, here's the great news: is you don't even have to have a paid account. Uh, you can actually, you know, um, some of my clients have made over six figures using a free account. So it's not; they don't even have to pay a subscription to LinkedIn. They've they've got an account and they've just been able to put some of these strategies in place. So whether you want to do it yourself and you want to be part of one of our workshops, which we hold every month, or whether you want us to, you know, take the headache away from you um, and help you get those leads in through um, us managing your profile. Then uh, send me a message on LinkedIn, and um, I'd be happy to book a call or meet for a coffee or whatever is easier.
0: Amazing! So, what we'll do, uh, Dave, you can send Jav, who runs the podcast, um, all the links to your you yeah. know, profiles and the best ways to reach out. We'll put those in the show notes so our community can reach out and connect with you. Uh, awesome for working with you. So, um, Deep Patney, thank you um, for sharing your expertise on the empire builders podcast thanks everyone for tuning in as always um i hope to see you all soon at a live event in person we're doing another expert empires in march i'm sure got my ticket already got my ticket there you go so i'm looking forward to seeing you there in person thanks thank you